0: Fear the talking queers. Well, hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in again. I'm Jake from Fear the Talking Queers, and I have an incredibly special episode for you today because it features a guest host. So please welcome Alex Cod to the podcast. Hello! Uh, yes, all the way from, <laughs> from the UK. From the, the pond. UK,
1: I know, magic okay. of technology.
0: Yeah, isn't it crazy that you are <laughs> in a different country and you're, you're like eight hours ahead of me? Yeah, you've like, like just
1: woken up then.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, this is like the earliest I've ever probably had to record this podcast.
1: (laughs) I've actually just woken up also because I did take a nap because I'm not very charismatic at this time in the evening. So I was like, I'm going to take a
0: little nap. There we go. So uh, good luck, listeners. I hope this works out
1: well. (laughs) No,
0: um, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, So Alex and I, uh, we... We we're pretty like new friends. Like we yeah. became friends in um, in February. Mm-hmm. Um, was
1: it February? We, we, was it February? Yeah. It was oh February. Oh my god. Yeah, That's I know. It feels
0: like a mil- It feels like a million years ago. It
1: does. Yeah.
0: Um, but we we work for the same cruise line company. We are both performers. Um, Alex is a dancer. I'm a singer. He's basically like the the Julianne Huff to my Christina Aguilera. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so (laughs) so, um, welcome. Yeah. Um, And another reason why I asked you to be on this podcast today is because you're also the co host of your own podcast.
1: I am. Yeah. I have a podcast called Nobody's Listening.
0: Yes. Tell us a little bit about Nobody's Listening. Tell us about how. um, What is Nobody's Listening first?
1: Okay. Yeah. So, Nobody's Listening, um, I do with my friend Patrick. Um, We started it around about a year ago, properly. Like, Uh, We did, like, a little tester. We call it, like, an era. (laughs) We did, like, a little tester era that was really messy, not loads of commitment, but, like, to see if we both, like, enjoyed it and resonated with it. And then we really got going, I would say, about a year ago. Um, It really started because we would just get, um, we would just be in my room and talk shit to each other. Am I allowed to swear? (laughs) Do you swear on here? Oh, (laughs) absolutely, yeah. No, absolutely. This is R-rated, honey. (laughs) Okay, great. So we used to just talk shit, and then I was, like, Everyone is doing this like we're talking about things that like people want to talk about and we're also talking about things that people are scared to talk about and um, um, Don't get enough light and enough like air in them in a way, so we just wanted to um, talk about uh, well, gay shit, basically. We, we always say gay shit. I like, am I
0: all here for that gay shit, okay. But, you know, yes. and when
1: I say gay shit, babe, I mean like the whole umbrella, obviously the L, the G, <laughs> the BTQ, I, the plus plus plus. And, yes. um, Yeah, we just like to talk about it always from a place of humour. Sometimes the topics are a bit more lighthearted than others, but it's always, yeah, with a lot of air and. um. To make people comfortable with, you know, making mistakes and especially like with the whole BLM movement happening right now, it's right. like a, a similar thing that it's like, we don't want people to be afraid to say the wrong thing, but we want people to be comfortable with learning new things and being like, oh, oh I didn't know that was wrong. Great. Thank you for telling me. Or like, you know, it's stuff like that. And we learn from each other all the time. And it's just, um, I think it would be good for... Uh, uh, actually, it is a bit R-rated, but I mean, I always think like if I if I listened to that when I was younger, I wouldn't have felt quite so alone. So right? It's...
0: Yeah, to have somebody who like who uses a platform to like really speak on things that you probably didn't even know existed when you were that age, you know? Absolutely. I think that's, I think that's so admirable of you guys. I think that's so great, and I Thank and I you. think that's one of the, one of the like the biggest things that I've learned from Mm -hmm. having a podcast is like, you know, even if it only reaches so many people, like you do have, people are listening, people, you know, even though your podcast is called (laughs) listening, people are are listening. And if, and if Uh one person hears your message and feels less alone, yeah. um i think that i think that's amazing absolutely guys so I, is- I love that and you've had like some really great guests on <gasps> your on your podcast yeah we've had like- some
1: cool guests i mean we had um we had ollie wood he um works for gay times we had um Sophie i don't know if you guys do you guys know the cock destroyers in the u.s are you familiar uh, with? i I think that we,
0: I think we have like a like a very base knowledge of pop yeah. destroyers. Probably only like what we've seen from like UK Drag Race or yeah, I don't know, like or memes. Like I've seen I've seen those bitches in memes, but I like I don't know. Like, do they have a, like a backstory? Like, are they how big of celebrities are they? Oh my god,
1: yeah, they're getting really big. Um, and um, Sophie, who we interviewed, um, she's amazing. She really opened up on her her background in mental health and in drug abuse wow. and um sexual expression and where she is right now. So that is a really interesting interview. And her partner, the other member of Cock Cock Destroyers, she has her own business. She creates um, a lot of like underwear and stuff for queer people and t-shirts and all this kind of stuff. So they're really, really cool. Powerful women, and it was really interesting to um listen to them and talk about um, wait that like things. blows my that like blows my mind mm-hmm. and I think
0: that's and I think I like speak so much like volume about like how much we we ju- we judge people like who who are so especially especially women who are mm-hmm. comfortable with their sexuality and open with their sexuality, and like you know to hear like these women are all yeah maybe like that's the public image they project yeah. you know to get eyes on them, but they are actually out there fighting the good fight and doing the good things for people
1: wow that's amazing absolutely sophie like especially like she kind of resonated with us so well as well because she um obviously isn't this huge celebrity but like you were saying earlier she uses this platform that she does have to really help like if you're on her like twitter feed or even her instagram and she has a youtube channel and she it's just always like, hey there boys and girls, that's what she always says. And she's and you know, she talks about like, oh, I'm feeling this way today, this is kinda of where my mental state is today. And she just makes it really like she's I get this sense that she's trying to like normalise, talking about how our mental health is from day to day, and I really loved that about her. Um, so she was really interesting, yeah. Um, yes,
0: I I love that. So, yeah, um, so everybody go out go out and learn about the cock destroyers. Please
1: do, yeah, they're uh, great big shout out love (laughs) that
0: so so what do you think you would say you've learned the most from from having a podcast like what what has what have you learned about yourself about the world i don't know what do you think
1: oh yeah I, i mean um one thing that really like springs to mind is when me and patrick started the podcast is we hadn't been friends that long honestly we'd been friends like two months maybe so i think if you really do listen from the start you actually see our friendship grow throughout the podcast.
0: Oh, I love that. And, like,
1: the closer we get and the more comfortable we get at opening up and things. Like, some things that I say in the more recent episodes, I'm like, I can't believe I said that on the internet. (laughs) For people to hear. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: I know sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I have to remember my, my mom will definitely be listening to this. But Oh, I told my mom didn't... not to.
1: I was like, mom, if you listen to my podcast, that is by your own choice and yeah. I don't want to hear anything about it. So like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, definitely.
0: It's like, you know what? If you hear something you don't want to hear, then, uh, sorry, you know. Sorry, exactly.
1: Yeah. Oh my
0: gosh. Wait, wait, I love that. It's so funny because like Frankie and I, we've been friends for over 10 years now. Wow. And um, we and and so I think that like that sort of speaks volumes about how we ha- how he and I have like chemistry because like, uh-huh. we have we have history and we have so long we have like such a knowledge of like what makes each other laugh and what you know what stimulates the other person mm-hmm. and um, so I think that's crazy that you, yeah you can find you can find different shows out there with different dynamics no matter what like you yeah. can find old friends or you can find new friends and absolutely you know
1: I love that and so. Yeah. I mean I've learned so much doing it as well like um oh this is another thing like we don't pretend at all that we know everything about oh the, the no way or anything like because we really don't we say the wrong things all the time Patrick corrects me all the time I correct him all the time so I've like generally learned stuff like which is really cool
0: so you also
1: had a
0: um, another big sort of event you know in the past couple months mm-hmm. to happen for you um, you I got married sort of, oh no ah, sorry oh, sorry God. the other one <laughs> can you imagine um, uh, I imagine you're like yeah I got married in quarantine yeah I, so uh, so you did have another big event this happened for you this year you uh, you curated and choreographed a like a viral YouTube video <gasps> yes uh, yes viral is that. a strong word <laughs> I, yeah I it, it did <laughs> yeah no this is I think it's viral I mean, you, you like you ended up on like the news like yeah. that that to me is viral right yeah. Is that
1: yeah yeah it was it was really cool yeah I created um, obviously like you said I'm a dancer and um, I was kind of sat and getting a bit depressed to be honest like my mental health was really low and I was like what do I miss like I miss performing I miss being part of this like community of dancers and performers and, I miss making people feel happier, especially at a time where everyone kind of just seemed to be a bit less than zero with their right. mental health. Do you know what I mean? Like not quite okay. So I was like, what can we do? So I contacted my friend Isaac, who was the videographer on the project. And, um, and we, yeah, we created a dance video um, with 50 dancers from all over the world. And, um, and the aim was purely to give people this sense of, being part of something, this sense that they could perform and this sense that non-dancers, dancers, performers, every, loads of different people from all around the world could watch it and feel inspired to get up out of bed and do something despite the global pandemic and despite what was going on. So um, I'm, I, I hope it did that. <laughs>
0: I I think it did. Um, I mean, I think it's so inspirational. Yeah, to like, look, like, they're, like because how it's shot, like, you think you made it specific that you wanted, like, places in your home, like, things like mm-hmm. that, just so you really get across the message that, look, look we may, might all be home, but we can still create together, we can still create art, um, and that art really is what brings the world together, like, you, Absolutely. you know, you, you, it's it, like, they say that when an audience is watching a show, like, the performers and the audience like share the same heartbeat. Like yeah. I think I, so I think that what you, what you created was amazing and it's beautiful. Okay. Um, if anybody wants to go on, check it out. It's called um, dancers against COVID.
1: Dancing Against COVID 19 on YouTube. Uh, on oh, YouTube. Sorry. So, yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, get it Dances right, against... Jake. <laughs> sorry, bitch. Um, <laughs> I'm fired. And, fun uh, fact we went from being on, when we first released it, it was on the, when you typed that in, it was actually on the third page of YouTube. And now it's the what? first suggestion that comes
0: hey. up. Hey, hey, there we go. Woohoo! Yeah, so yeah, that's good. That's amazing. <laughs> so uh, my next question is Do you like scary movies?
1: No. <laughs> oh
0: my. And I thought about too. So I'm that too. I was not like,
1: qualified for this at all because I don't hey, normally watch scary movies.
0: <laughs> honestly, I love that though. This is going to be a fresh new perspective for everybody listening. All right, so why don't we get into it? <gasps> get to the
1: gig. Okay.
0: The Descent, directed by Neil Marshall, was released in the UK on July 8th, 2005, and almost a year later in the US on August 4th, 2006. Our film begins with three friends. American adventurer Juno, played by Natalie Mendoza, Scottish wife and mother Sarah, played by Sean McDonald, and English school teacher and Sarah's best friend Beth, played by Alex Reed. The ladies, reaching their destination on a white water rafting excursion, are greeted by Sarah's husband Paul, as well as her young daughter Jessica. After a suspicious stolen glance between Paul and Juno at the river, Sarah questions Paul's emotional distance on the car ride home. Distracted by the conversation, Paul accidentally causes a collision with an oncoming vehicle, resulting in the impaling of himself and his young daughter Jessica with steel pipes attached to the oncoming car, leaving Sarah the only survivor.
1: Shook. Uh, That came out of nowhere. I was like, what? I did not see that coming and it really startled me. That was the first startle
0: yeah we started this shit off
1: with a bang okay? yeah definitely. a literal
0: like crash bang boom crash
1: bang wallop yeah it was <laughs> a lot it was a lot i was like oh great what have i signed up to like <laughs> oh my gosh i know that was the first indication you're like well i'm gonna
0: <laughs> i need to text him and be like never mind <laughs> one year later sarah and beth traveled to the appalachian mountains in the u.s for a girls weekend organized by juno who we learned did not stay around long after the accident that killed paul and jessica Sarah, still visibly fragile from the death of her family, is reassured by Beth that they will make it through this weekend together. Juno even assures Sarah that there is nothing to worry about and that she guarantees an incredible weekend ahead. The plan is for the women to recapture their glory days in deep cave dive in Borum Caverns, a cave that is considered to be a fairly easy difficulty. Old friends and sisters Sam and Rebecca join, as well as Juno's protege, Holly, who is not excited by the level of difficulty the cave presents.
1: Uh, question. Gay. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's okay. One of my notes is lit. okay. I was going to ask you this question. Yeah. She says, gay. and I was like, is this a, like a, like a British phrase that I'm not aware of. And she says, she tells the girls when they're asked, they're talking about their relationships. And she asks, um, they ask Holly and she says, I'm sports fuck. She says, I'm or sports folk. I can't tell, but the caption said sports fuck. <laughs>
1: And, I've never and, heard and that phrase. So I
0: was I'm like, or sport, it's... sport sports fuck, sports sick. fuck. I mean, maybe it's an Irish
1: thing. Like a sporty kink. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it was like, maybe
0: like, like, like you only fuck for sport. I don't know if like sports fuck maybe meant like she was like, I don't know, a lesbian. I don't know like you know more. <laughs> I definitely got lesbian vibes. She loves and sports.
1: I, she looked very like um, you know that kind of like stereotypical lesbian and oh, like yeah. when did this come out like 2005 so like 2005 um, you oh, know i'm like it's 2005 spikes. she had like that short hair and like it, it, like i'm not by any means saying that this is what every lesbian needs to look like oh but no i'm thinking this was filmed in 2005 so to put a lesbian on screen this is what she had to look like do you know what i mean that's what i was thinking. right
0: Right, they they to make her look, yeah, like, obvious enough to where we're like, oh, this character is probably gay, but we're right. not going to say it. We're oh. still not going to say it. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to say it. We don't want them to, we don't want that to distract from the mm-hmm. plot that this lesbian is, like,
1: yeah. you know, cave diving, especially... which
0: would be a surprise <laughs> to
1: me. I also <laughs> thought it, because I learnt from your podcast, that uh, the, um, I don't know if it was the writer or the director... I can't remember, of Buffy said that they didn't acknowledge yeah. that, they don't really acknowledge that Willow's gay and they didn't want to make her bi because, like, at the time, like, people were definitely weren't ready for, like, a bi character. Yeah. So right. it made me think of that as well. I know that was That's a lot true. earlier, but I was like, oh, like, I think this is what a lesbian would look like on a, in a film on, in 2005 kind of thing.
0: Uh, yeah, because honestly, even though 2005 was only 15 years ago, mm-hmm. it is a different world out here. Different as as world. Like, Representation and you know how we portray gay people in the media and like how you know it, it sort of I don't want to say that became like a trend for a minute like mm-hmm. sort of like the later two thousands with like right. glee and things like that mm-hmm. but um, yeah so now I don't think there'd be as much of a problem you with know, like this character you know I don't know yeah but absolutely. yes I but I
1: see exactly what you're coming <laughs> from yeah, yeah I, mean, I put, Holly. Gay? Question oh, mark. Absolutely. I said sports <laughs>
0: fuck? Is she a lesbian? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe it's not who knows? she Who It doesn't matter. Should, then it, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, fuck it. You know she what?
1: Who anyway. the fuck are we to know what her sexuality <laughs> is? It doesn't matter to yeah, me. It's not a it business. <laughs>
0: absolutely. Who cares? Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> the women, staying overnight in a cabin in the woods, exchange stories and laugh about past adventures they took together before life took a hold and they all went their separate ways. Sarah, experiencing a rare moment of joy, quotes her late husband. Love each day. This is important. That night, Sarah is shown having an incredibly violent dream in which she takes pills to subdue. The next morning, the girls pack up their car and head to Borum Caverns. After stumbling upon a dead animal carcass, the ladies make their way down into the first level of the cave, which turns out to be much more remarkable than they had anticipated. Sarah begins having the first of several hallucinations this time of a young girl laughing. Sarah is unable to find the source of the noise. When the women descend deeper into the cave, Sarah trailing the group is suddenly stuck in a tight squeeze and she's unable to get out. She begins to panic. Luckily, Sarah is rescued by Beth just before the cave behind them collapses, leaving the group unable to return the way they came. Now trapped, the group is relieved that a flight plan has been filed and they will be rescued once they do not return from their trip. Juno squashes that idea when she confesses that they are actually not in Borum Caverns, but an undiscovered new cave system that she has stumbled upon. Nobody knows they are down there. Claiming to have only the best intentions, Juno had hoped the ladies could discover the cave together, and even hoped to name the cave after Sarah. The only choice is for the women to continue on in hopes of finding an escape. Beth discovers a cave drawing that seems to indicate that there is in fact a second entrance into the cave, which may be their only way out. Battling extreme situations, the ladies use all of their strength and skills to survive the cave. The ladies make a curious discovery when they find climbing equipment over 100 years old. Taking point on leading the group, Holly suffers a horrendous leg injury when she is tricked by the phosphorus in the rock as being daylight.
1: Oh, that was one of the most uncomfortable scenes I had to watch, actually. I really don't like watching medical things. It really freaks me out. Yeah, that,
0: that scene has always... Yeah, it's like... Stomach-turning. <laughs> it's a lot
1: to watch, yeah.
0: <laughs> because it, because it's like because it's almost like not. It's not like over the top grotesque enough to where it's like oh uh-huh. this is like a horror film. it's like it's pretty real yeah thing, she I'm just
1: like hurt her leg and she had to get I was like that's exactly what would happen so like it wasn't right. there's nothing fictional about that and it really freaked ooh, me oh no. I didn't like I, it
0: yeah Oh, absolutely and then the, the part when she like when Sam grabs the bone like ooh. she sort of grabs <laughs> her bone oh my god and she like pushes it into her le- I can't oh think it I. was so <laughs> gross
1: <laughs> good friends <laughs> though so, handy to have a oh. doctor around at that time oh.
0: oh my gosh you know she really stepped up <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) While the team aids Holly, Sarah follows another noise, but this time discovers it to be a cave creature lurking in the shadows, which resembles that of a human and a bat. The group dismisses Sarah's claims of seeing a man, but are sorely mistaken when they are swarmed by a pack of ravenous cave crawlers who kill Holly by biting a chunk out of her neck. The ladies scatter in all directions, leaving Juno to fight for Holly's body against the crawlers, who she takes down with her skill and strength. However, in a moment of error, Juno stabs Beth in the neck with her pickaxe and has no choice but to leave her for dead and find the others, but not before Beth is able to snatch Juno's necklace. This comes into play later. Juno is able to reunite with Sam and Rebecca, who have been hiding for their survival. Sam, a future doctor, guesses that the creatures are in fact humans, who have evolved to live in the cave conditions, leaving them completely blind. Juno claims that she thinks that she has found markings indicating a route to the exit but she refuses to leave without Sarah. Sarah, who has been on her own, discovers Beth bleeding to death from her neck. Beth uses her last moments to warn Sarah about Juno and hands Sarah Juno's necklace. Inscribed on it is love each day. Sarah now knows of Juno's affair with her late husband.
1: Clocked it, though. Clocked it. Oh, Maybe did it's you? something no. about, like, my, um... Serious issue, trust issues. But I clocked that from the beginning. Oh God, I saw, you the the you <laughs> saw the look, the size. You saw the look at the like the water rafting thing, and I was like, oh, okay. that bitch is having an affair. Clock oh, it. oh my gosh! I knew oh it. Oh my gosh, you knew yeah. it.
0: Okay, that's that's. Oh, I love that. Okay. <laughs> Sam and Rebecca unfortunately don't survive the search for Sarah, leaving only Juno and Sarah left alive. Sarah, having battled several crawlers and mercy killing her best friend Beth, has now gone into full survival instinct mode when she is reunited with Juno at the foot of the second entrance. After an epic finale battle between our leading ladies and the crawlers who are guarding the exit, a standoff comes between Juno and Sarah. Sarah reveals a necklace to Juno, revealing she knows the truth about Juno's betrayal with Paul, as well as leaving Beth for dead. Juno, frozen in guilt, takes Sarah's pickaxe to the leg where she is left injured to fight for her life against a now overwhelming swarm of crawlers. Sarah is finally able to escape and makes a mad dash to the vehicles. As Sarah drives away, she pulls over to vomit, but has one last hallucination of a bloody Juno sitting in her passenger seat. Sarah screams, blackout, the end. However Yeah unless you engine. Yeah, that was that not your ending? Oh my gosh, no. okay, see, so yeah. There is an um, the the UK ending is what it's called. So there are two versions how this film ends. Okay. So in the US, the version ends how mine is. Sarah screams when she sees the like apparition of Juno. She screams, black out the end. But in the UK, in the original ending... Um, after Sarah screams, she awakens back in the cave having hallucinated her harrowing escape and is instead at a dead end in the cave where she stares at a hallucination of her daughter holding a birthday cake. The camera pans out and we see that there is no escape and that the crawlers will eventually consume Sarah. The end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that that is already an incredibly interesting fact about this film that, that there are two different endings. Mm-hmm. And so, um, according to to the product to the production team, they f- the U.S. audiences. I, I don't know if this was like at the time or what, but they, I guess, are not capable of hand <laughs> hand like handling a <laughs> not happy ending.
1: Yeah, like, they we weren't c- ready for it. The Brits were used to misery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, I, I guess so. Like I guess I don't know maybe. you know the Brits are more cynical or something but
1: well yeah there's no denying that I do have an interesting like metaphor metaphoric idea for that ending but I feel like we might touch on that later I don't know spill it you want it now okay so when she's like crawling this is what I wrote when she's initially crawling out the cave after injuring Juno right um, I wondered if it, I thought this as soon as it happened, but I was looking out for this like alternative ending because you had pre-warned me. So like this what? might be, but right. I was like, is this like metaphoric? Like I kind of thought she might've just died because she was like going through this white tunnel of light. Oh, yeah, that's,
0: so that scene is really interesting because you, when, when you see her escaping, she's crawling up like this, like hill of bones, right? Mm-hmm. And she's crawling, And she's like heading towards this white light. Yeah. But then when when she escapes, she's like crawling out
1: through like yes. like the root like of a tree or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. So it's not a so, hole. So I'm like, where's that light come
0: from? Right. Where's the light coming from? So it's yeah. like a closed off hole. So that's already like an indication mm-hmm. that this this I don't know maybe this isn't real or maybe this is like right. some sort of yeah like metaphorical figment of her imagination mm-hmm. and uh, or like a dream. You know, like dreams don't always sort of make sense or they're not linear and so that's sort of a a clue right there so when she does escape she climbs through the root of the tree and she gets there and she just
1: happens to be near the car which i kind of didn't like as well (laughs) oh my gosh
0: yeah i'm like i'm like were the entrances of the caves literally right next to each other but they like for some reason they like do they go what what direction do they go for the two entrances of the caves to be so close to each other but they have to travel so far yeah they also okay. had to
1: walk really far from the car in the first place. Like, I remember Juno saying, right. like, oh, it's just, like, you get hit the stream and then go straight up or something, like, and the girls are like, are we there yet? Like, they're moaning. So I was like, you had to walk right. far to get to the entrance, but you just happened to come out right next to the car again. Like, I was <laughs> right. like, no, yeah. this is very strange.
0: <laughs> she just takes, like, a jaunty jog to the, yeah. to the, you know, just a quick sprint. Yeah. Um, to the cars, so she like yeah. So and I, and so she gets to the car and like for her to like not survive. I I mean it, it's definitely like I I feel like a stronger. I feel like the UK ending is stronger because mm-hmm. I th- I mean obviously we we have problems like leading up to like her surviving <laughs> like as yeah. far as like that moment with the, with a hill of bones, but it doesn't it doesn't really add like the last jump scare is not. Mm-hmm. It's not
1: worth it. Yeah, it could it. have just it's, finished it, that Juno you know, screaming, I guess. Yeah. Right. And it, it's, like, sort of, like,
0: it's it's sort of, like, a cheap, it's it sort of, like, cheapens it, like, because we have this great film mm. all throughout. And then we sort of, ha- like, to have, like, a lackluster ending like that to where she survives and she sees a ghost, I guess. Like, when did that, yeah. why is that important? Like, um, so, I don't know. I do think, like, the darker ending
1: of the UK where she's, there is no hope like she's not getting out i also um, thought did you think when she was in the car i was like if they impale her with an iron rod from a car crash i'm going to die i was oh, like th- i thought i thought it was gonna happen i was like if she has a car crash and dies the same way as her husband and child did two hours ago i'm gonna die but oh my god i so. i've I've, ne- I've never thought of that but that's that's, that's an I interesting. to happen oh. Oh my she gosh almost, she just be... like almost have a crash that's why she pulls over and yeah, sick yeah that's so that's really what I thought was going to happen but it didn't
0: so. oh my gosh that's so funny i no i, I i've never thought about that the alternative
1: third ending that,
0: that would have been so absolutely that would have just t- been so over the top and just like <laughs> like, like it would have been comical if that had have happened yeah i was third. like well, how okay like what movie are we making now is yeah. it like a super, is this final destination all of a sudden like yeah, um, definitely. And but I did I did read something that I did fi- that I sort of found interesting how how the US ending still could be really dark if you think about mm-hmm. it because now Sarah having lived now has to um it's like la- surrender con- herself basically. Well, well, she, well she has to like, continue her life and yeah. she has to live with what's happened. She has to r- probably relive it, at, like, through, like, police or whoever, uh, uh-huh. and she, she'll probably have to defend herself as far as, like, did you do it? Like, you know. So, I right. mean, it is pretty horrible that she probably has to, you know, go on living with all the death of every, all of her friends. Oh, my friends. <laughs> yeah. Two of whom, which she literally caused the death of.
1: <gasps> yeah, that's true.
0: One, um... one was a mercy killing with Beth, and then, like, Juno, she, like, I mean, we can only assume She didn't kill Juno.
1: That is actually what I love. She didn't actually kill her. She was just like, I'm going to make it really hard for you. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean, do you want, and that's fair. I think, I mean, first of all, okay, let's just get into it. First of all, (laughs) Juno. Okay. We're going, we're
1: going back. Yeah. So. Okay. Fair. Oh, Juno. This is a really important thing at the start of the film for me. All right. Her outfit choices are very strange.
0: Oh, explain.
1: <laughs> okay, so at one point, Beth and, I'm just checking names, Sarah, mm. are, like, having a, I don't know if it's a cigarette or a joint. They seem a bit suspicious, so I was kind of hoping oh, yeah, they yeah. a joint. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they're smoking, and, um, and they're in, like, big jackets, they're, like, breathing cold air, like, Titanic style. And then Juno comes out in, like, a strappy spaghetti top, and is absolutely fine. And I was like, oh, my God. What is well, this I... slut wearing with her tits out in ah! the cold weather? I don't understand what's going on here.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I think it probably like wh- I I bet it comes down to like the fact that Juno is incredibly competitive, mm-hmm. and she's probably like I'm not cold. Yeah, you know, she's. <laughs> oh, you're cold. Oh. Oh, you're shame. cold. I'm not.
2: Like, <laughs> yeah. and I think that
0: I think that's one of like the staples of like Juno's character is that she is incredibly competitive. You like right. see it like th- all throughout the like especially the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, she leads the expedition in the whitewater raft, whatever. But and um, but then, like once they the girls get to the cabin, uh, you see like several moments where um, she like is like is stretching her leg above her head, and she sort oh, of challenge. Yeah. She challenges Holly. She's like, you you know, try that. She mm-hmm. um. Right and then, minutes later, we see um, a like a rock paper scissors competition mm-hmm. between two of the girls to find out who's driving, and she loses, oh, yeah. and she gets upset. Yeah, um, not. So I, I I think they're really trying to build up the fact that Juno is competitive. She is. She wants. She always wants to be the best. She wants to be the one in charge. She wants yeah. to like lead. And, yeah.
1: Um, she and also does can... that climbing thing later on, doesn't she? Where she like like she could just kind of go across, like, but instead oh. she decides to climb, oh. and then she fails, which I thought was right. really funny. She,
0: she's like a, <laughs> yeah yeah she's like a she's like a peacock. So that's the moment when the girls are in the cave and they are they're trying to I don't see bit sport I don't know I don't know what this is called <laughs> but they're oh, trying I to don't know. sports I don't know I don't yeah, know what this, whatever. What, this, what this shit is but basically they like they have to get across this big open like plunge down into yes. who knows what and so yeah the character of Rebecca she like fucking monsters her ass across with a lot of with a lot of um commentary from juno on the side who's like oh yeah you know she's, she's like, like that
1: really awkward like football coach like you could do
0: it yes, yes. and i was like yes Ooh. but like she's like come on come on and then uh-huh. you know then it, when it comes to her turn and she's ready to you know be the savior she
1: fucked up yeah and she does did you say this and... was made by british was this film made by british people it's a british yes british- this is Isn't it funny absolute... that they made the American the enemy, basically? Uh, I,
0: but do you know what? Hey, honestly, <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're not well, far off, to be I, honest. Mean, I mean, England's not much pro- better, but America is not great. Pro- <laughs>
0: but, there, but there probably is, like, something to be said about, like, American boisterousness. Like, you know, uh-huh. we we have a reputation for always claiming to be the best. And, Mm -hmm. and and so, I mean, and and this is, and that was a choice. Like she, that actress is not American.
1: She. Oh, she's not. Okay. She's not. No. I had some questions about that as well. Interesting. Maybe it's because my knowledge of like, obviously American accents is not my accent. I actually thought her accent was the most convincing. I was skeptical about some of them British accents. (laughs) Okay.
0: Well, okay. So, um, according to the production. So Neil Marshall um, directed and wrote this film and he's a, you know, he's British. And so when he, when he conceptualized making this film, he was like, I want, I want it to be all women because he Mm -hmm. had just done a a film called dog soldiers. Okay. And which, which was a predominantly, it was all male. It was an all male cast. And so when he was sort of given the green light light to create another film, he was like, well, how about I, and I think, I don't know if it was like already established. It was going to be like a cave diving creature film um but he was like well what if i made the cast all women and add a whole different layer to this whole thing and um so he like even took the time to like consult women you know mm-hmm. as as people fucking should hey imagine
1: that what yeah, yeah consulting <laughs> consulting
0: people who are not like you to make sure that you're portraying them accurately Right. Like, wow, yeah. what a concept <laughs> and so yeah. um so he went. So he went out and he talked to, to women and w- wanted to make sure that these women weren't just stereotypes or tropes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing that he really wanted the women to be was was to have a sense of I don't know, cosmopolitan about them. Like he, right. so. So he so he kind of wanted them to all have different accents. Okay. So yeah. that's why we have we have an American. We have uh, Irish. Scottish, I, uh, we have Irish Holly. We have Scottish, who yeah. is Sarah. We have English, who is Beth. Uh-huh. And then th- this, this one's a little weird for me because the sisters, Rebecca and Sam, I'm assuming they have to be from the same place. But uh, one, I don't know if they're, I, I, my ear isn't trained, I guess, right. on that. And so um, I know that uh, the, char- uh, the actress that plays Sam, she's Swedish. And Rebecca, she's Dutch. Okay. And so, so I don't know, maybe they were just like, mm, okay, the, I don't Girls know, I don't know, si- yeah, yeah. I don't know how they're, yeah, I don't know how they sisters with different
1: accents, but. The accents uh, were quite hard to follow, especially at the start of the film where I didn't know the characters that well. I was like, wait a minute, who's, like, hi- what? Who's Scottish? Who's Irish? Who's posh? Right. Who is not? Uh, like, who's, is-, is she American? Is that on purpose? Or is her accent bad? I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I did oh, get yeah, used yeah. to it. I got used to it eventually. It just ticked, ticked right. me a bit of, um, yeah, of it. Yeah, it, I don't it know is if really... that was a great choice to make everyone different accents. I, I don't know. Yeah,
0: it, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm not exactly sure what purpose it serves, but I feel like. Yeah, because they don't. It doesn't really contribute to the story. And I guess mm. how did do, how do the how did all these women meet? I mean, not that it's impossible. Maybe they all met mm. in school or something. But yeah, maybe. You know, like, I mean, I don't know, maybe they all worked on a I think there's ship. ways to
1: portray cosmopolitan without. <laughs> let's give everyone right. different accents. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, Okay. But and, yeah,
0: you know, getting back to like the drama of, <laughs> uh, of the plot. And one of the things that I really love about this film is that this film absolutely could have been just a you're run the mill creature film with no plot, you know. Mm-hmm. When you, w- it, you know, as somebody who probably doesn't who uh, who has said you don't listen to or watch a lot of horror. No.
1: Um
0: if if I said, "Hey, watch this uh, movie about some cave creatures. Would you expect it to have like a fully fleshed out plot or would you be like? Yeah, no,
1: I was happy to see um, a whole female cast. I obviously loved that. And I did think the characters were fleshed out really well and they all had their own subplots and their own stories going on. So yeah, I did really like that. And I connected a lot. I probably connected more to that than I did the creature storyline in a way. Oh, that right. was almost like an extra for me. But, but
0: leave it to the fucking gays to like put the drama between the women as like the biggest conflict in oh. this movie.
1: <gasps> oh my god, that is so true. I literally said that I focused more on the drama between the women. Oh my, I'm that gay. That's so embarrassing. Yeah,
0: you're like, oh my god, I can't believe that bitch would do that to-. <laughs> yeah I, I yeah. hope she get, I hope she gets eaten or fucking okay, no. <laughs> literally I'm
1: not mad about Juno. all I'm mad about is, <laughs> like, is women there are like
0: three main like plots of this film, so we have the women's internal drama, you know yes. we have what's going on between all of them, um, and then we also have the women in the cave they're stuck mm-hmm. in a cave they're trying to escape because they are trapped and then we have a third plot, which is the women against these creatures yeah you know so we have all you know we have all this plot um which is something that i do think that this like this movie did more than it does than it needed to but in a good way uh, like right, like yeah. you know this movie could have easily been just like some straight to you know fucking dvd garbage you know but yeah i i really appreciate the fact that this film has a fully has like is intricate and it's dimensional. There's several different things you're watching out for. And I do really appreciate it about this Absolutely. film. Um, so, so we'll go with, we'll start with like the internal drama of the women. We have the internal okay. drama where we have um, the biggest plot line is Sarah and Juno, mm-hmm. their relationship. Um, and and Juno's, which we find out later, inappropriate relation with her mm-hmm. husband. Yeah. And um, I think that it, I think that is uh, probably yeah, it's a, just a strong plot for a horror film, which, you know, it, it makes it it makes it so much deeper. And like you like really start connecting to the characters, which is really important in a horror film, because when they
1: die, you care about them all.
0: You care about them. You know, yeah. you're not you're not like well who cares I didn't know anything about that bitch
1: like yeah I was really sad when Beth died because I was but well that is
0: yeah that's a great and horrible moment
1: yeah Um, and what I think that was my favorite death (laughs) it was my favorite death I loved it (laughs) yeah what a strange thing to say but it was my it's a great death
0: but but it is the most like gasp worthy moment of the film yeah did not expect it and And it made um, me then
1: worry for Sarah more right as well yeah
0: Exactly. So now, especially since I'd kind
1: of clocked that, I think Juno's a bit fishy. I'd clocked that, so I was like, "Yeah, something's going on here." Uh So okay,
0: so going with that, what do you think that? What do you think about Juno and her? Do you think her motive was always bad? Do you think that she was lying? Do you think she's lying about having good intentions about taking them into this remote cave? Like, is Mm, it? Because I have some theories that I that I I kind of
1: thought up. Oh, I didn't get that vibe. Um, I, I did, I believed her. I think that she maybe had these, like, internal demons. I think she had, like, a lot of guilt, right. obviously, for, right. um, cheating on, like, for having this affair, this presumed affair, for, um, for then abandoning Sarah, again, probably out of the guilt that they never got to, like, right. tell Sarah the way they would have maybe wanted to, um... So I do believe her. I just think things got in the way. I think her competitiveness got in the way. I think she wanted, like, to be the best, obviously. I think she mm-hmm. wanted to make make it up to Sarah. I think she thought this would make it up to Sarah in a way that obviously wouldn't have done anyway, like, no matter right. what. Even if it had yeah, all I gone t- right, and then she'd have been like, oh, by the way, Sarah, did shag your husband, still right. wouldn't have made up for it, obviously. Right. So, uh... Um, no,
0: I- Absolutely. I think that Juno. I, I mean, I, she's obviously struggling with a lot. And I sort of started thinking while I was watching it. I was like, "Is Juno trying to tell Sarah about what happened?" Because and I and I say this because they're like there were like some clues that I had seen like mm. that I'd never noticed like in the ver- like ha- especially with the number one thing I noticed was how obvious she was is about wearing that necklace in front of Sarah oh, yeah, in the be- okay. in the beginning. Um, this probably isn't something that. I haven't clocked it in the first 500 times I've watched it, but I, I clocked it the other night. I was like, I was like, she's like running through the, she's like jogging through the wood. She's wearing a low cut top and to wear that necklace is like prominent right. on her neck. And it's like, like, is she, is she taking this opportunity to like build up the courage to, I don't know, release her, release her guilt on Sarah? Like, is she trying to make it so obvious that
1: Sarah says something to her about it? Um, oh, I don't know. I, I I, I didn't think about that but just because you mentioned like little like sightlines, i did think that the whole film gave you clues to things that were gonna happen i thought throughout right. like it, it made does. like a really obvious um look at uh, i can't remember which character it is i can't remember her name anyway and um, the watch like oh, in the say car, off. her watch yes. is going wrong sounds like well yeah. that's gonna happen later and right it's gonna get him in trouble and um, right. you see juno leave the book in the car and yes like, well, that's gonna happen later Sarah leaves her medication at home, which didn't actually mean much, but I thought she was getting a bit more of a breakdown with that medication. I thought that was a good
0: thing. That is an interesting sort of thing that they don't ever sort of elaborate on. They're like, oh, look, Sarah takes pills and then she Uh leaves the pills, but then there's no mention of, are you on your pills? Like, I don't know. Not that there needs to be, but yes, but I, yeah, absolutely. And I think, and I did write that down too. I was like, oh, I was like, this film does a lot. it does a lot of setup like there mm-hmm. is like, and even, even when I was just talking about earlier about Juno, that they set up early on that she is competitive. They set up yes. early that Sarah is fragile. They set up early that Beth is protective of her friend. They set up early that Sam is a doctor and that, mm-hmm. you know, Holly is extreme. She, you know, she can't be contained, which is why when she runs off and she falls down a hole, she breaks her fucking leg, you know? Yeah. 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 So I, so I do think that, and I do think that's a strong point personally i find it sort of a strong point because it does it does really engage you at first and so now you are looking for clues like things aren't just happening and without any like previous setup and i do think that's like a really a really good device that they use yeah I, li- I like it
1: i like a little bit of a setup it just feel it makes everything feel a bit more thought out and i like it. yeah yeah
0: definitely it also makes
1: me feel a bit clever
0: <laughs> oh I'm bitch. I am Nancy Drew. <laughs> yeah. I am solving the mystery. Absolutely.
1: Okay. So good for my ego. I'm like, I knew it. I said it oh from my the gosh. beginning. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: I do think that re- what's really another kind of, on, on, honestly, the more exciting, like I sort of rank them like the drama of the women, I think, of course, is the best. I think yeah. that's really thought. Out. But honestly, I think that women against the cave is actually... The more exciting plot point too than the than yeah. the battle against the creatures, because um, that. C- c- that cave is fucking scary.
1: Oh, it's yeah, it's that's important as well. It's like it is a. I mean, obviously, I mean, shock horror. I don't go caving. Imagine that. Uh, I know. You do I know. I know. I know. <laughs> it just seems like such an obvious. You should spot try it sometime. <laughs> but I mean, to me, that looked like a hard effing cave. Yeah, cage. I was like, um, I don't know how they're doing this. And they're not your know, like. And again, for 2005, which, as you said, 15 years ago, it doesn't seem that lo- that long ago, but the amount that things have changed in 15 years yeah. as far as representation, it is very impressive that they're putting these strong-ass women on this screen, getting through this right. difficult-ass ca- cave with creatures in it.
0: Right. Oh, and drama. I, 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 oh, that fucking scene. I think what the, that scene where she's going across like the when she's, like, using the ropes to go across, uh-huh. and and she's h- hanging there. Was the character Rebecca? And she's, like, yeah. hanging there. Like, we wa- we've been watching um, uh, this Netflix show called Ultimate Beastmaster. It's sort of like okay. Ninja... Wa- have you ever seen Ninja Warrior? I've seen Ninja Warrior, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's basically, <laughs> like, it's basically, like, Netflix's version of Ninja Warrior. Okay. And, like, and so you see, so, you know, you see, like, actual people, like, holding on to things like that and, like, not making it pretty much often they don't all the time it's yeah more often than not they don't make it to the finish line so i'm like watching this movie i was like dang
1: yeah come on rebecca i was like (laughs) Mm -hmm. you are a
0: badass bitch for fucking making it all the way across that is a strong ass (laughs) woman and we stand rebecca because that was a fierce ass moment so yeah so the cave itself is i think the scariest character in the film like the cave is really crazy Yeah. You know, and I, I I remember when I saw, so I saw this film in, at in theaters when I was like, when I was like 15 and I was obsessed with that. I was so excited that this came out that I had to tell all my friends to go watch it. And so I, (laughs) so I, so I I took a bunch of my, you know, theater friends from high school and and I was like, we're going to go see this movie called the descent. And so I was one of the girls that was sitting next to me. She like full on had a, like a panic attack watching the movie Because she was so claustrophobic watching. Oh no! Oh, right. Because so
1: because
0: like the experience that this movie that like in an actual theater is so different because it is all black. You know, it's like much darker. Mm -hmm. Um, there's less like sort of distraction. But like, I it was so interesting because like how this movie is lit. Like the flashlights, you could like see the beams like kind of around the room. Yeah. like when they would use it was such a it was a wow. really cool experience i remember like watching this film in theaters but like yeah this the cave gave my friend a panic attack and she had a walk out of uh walk out oh, no. and she couldn't and i don't know if she i don't remember if she came back in or not but like i think that
1: i don't know if she came back i, I don't know if she came back she was but, done. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but after the movie R. 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 Was out, I went. Got, I went got Starbucks and I went home. So. Oh my god, That is
1: funny. Oh. Yeah, so I, I did. Yeah, I did love the way it was lit and filmed. It. I liked the um the aspects of the camcorder, very two thousands, but oh, like the yeah. camcorder from the Fa- found foot.
0: Yeah, found footage. Like yeah, very that,
1: um like Blair Witch Project kind of thing. Yeah, I, was like, oh, I, I, like I
0: this. did. And but I love that they didn't do it. That they didn't do it a lot like a yeah. lot it was like it was like one good moment we got one uh-huh. good sort of found footage moment and um yeah. yeah and I think it's a really effect that's that jump scare is great we're like they're like yeah. panning around with the camera and then the creatures right behind them fun fact about that the director kept the crawlers like the actors that played the crawlers and the women separate throughout filming
1: oh interesting they,
0: yeah so because they wanted to create you know some act you know this is some actor shit but like um, they wanted to create, like, distance between them. They didn't want them to know anything about each other because they wanted, like, the experience to sort of co- come off as authentic as possible.
1: That's really interesting. I wonder and if they so, knew what they were going to look like.
0: They didn't. They, had ha- oh, they didn't have cool. any idea what they were going to look like. That's and, but they, so then they filmed that scene in real time with the women seeing him in, in the costume for the first time.
1: That's cool. And, I like their, that.
0: and, their, and their reaction was real. Like, cause he mm. they I don't know if they knew he was gonna be right there, like he was there and ready and popped out and scared the shit out of them and they went running. It's Oh, so I like good. that.
1: That's really yeah. fun. I do love right. that like actor shit. I like finding out oh, yeah, like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like
0: <laughs> ooh, like the director. Yeah. Smart That's fun, guy, I guess. Yeah, that is. Yeah, really it's not really fun. Mm-hmm. So now we got get to the crawlers. And the crawlers, I think, they are they're they are fairly scary creatures.
1: They, yeah, know, I they, were
0: they scary. Th- th- yeah, they're scary. Um I do think that I, I do like the fact that they're very, that they're kind of aggressive and they they sort of like to fight and tumble around. I think that's oh, kind yeah. of like a fun. They're not like they're not like one and done kind of creatures, you know. Uh-huh. They're not like some creature that comes and st- like you know bites you and runs away or something like that. Yeah, like, They yeah. it's like full on like feral fighting between. They were between definitely them feral. These-
1: yeah, I like the sound they made. They're like. Eh, oh yeah.
2: Eh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then also <laughs> I oh that's another thing I clocked the first time they made the sound I like went to my mum. My mum was like oh that's an interesting sound or whatever and I was like <laughs> I bet you they're using it so they can see in the dark. They're using it to bounce off the cage. Oh. And then later on they're yeah. like I think they're blind and I was like i knew it See, call me Nancy drew i knew it oh babe. my gosh yeah that's
0: hilarious no <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you clocked it right away yeah so they're like blind they sort of look like what i say voldemort sort of, mm-hmm. sort of like. but i guess the main inspiration for them was nosferatu do you know what nosferatu is yeah, uh, yeah. Wait, uh,
1: wait it's really ringing a bell and it's just not i know that name it's, what is it
0: it's okay nosferatu is the name of that I, I don't know if you've seen it he's like it's like a really really old vampire film from like the, Long time ago, and he okay. he sort of he's he's like white. He looks like them. He's like white. He has like the ears, and he has like these like horrible teeth, and like oh, I like, think kind of like who a, you
1: mean? Yeah. it's like a
0: si- it's like a silent film.
1: Uh huh. I know exactly who you mean. My friend's got a tattoo of him. Oh, yeah, calf. probably. I know exactly who you mean. Yeah, and, and if and
0: if you ever seen the film What We Do in the Shadows, the character Peter, who's like, who's I just watched like, it last week again. Yes. So the character Peter, the one that's in the basement in the coffin. With like their teeth and like that, that that is based off of Nosferatu. So that is also okay. That is also what these creatures are based off of.
1: A classic horror film reference, right?
0: Absolutely. You know, we have we have something for everybody. It's not just yeah. the new ones; it's the old ones too.
1: <laughs> like they've been there centuries. Like as in, like they, ha- yeah, they like have a version happened. of a caveman. Do you know what I mean? That have just like, right. We evolved right. And, to live in the world, and they evolved to live in caves. Like that's just how it right.
0: I mean how, I mean like how how how's nobody discovered them yet? Right. I don't
1: know. Like how do they eat
0: like how do they they it? don't leave
1: any trace. They just yeah. they
0: just yeah, they just eat down to the bone and then mm. they just they just leave it in their little waterfall of bones. Yeah. Um I, I but, don't like
1: it when they were like eating someone. They were literally eating someone. Oh, yeah, like, oh, sh- oh yeah, they
0: Oh yeah, they they full on just a yeah. Like do they bite? Do they eat? It's sort yeah. of like
1: I mean, at one so, point, and it looked rather. I don't know if this says more about me on, all that, all the film. Like I don't. <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs> but at one point, I was like, "Is he eating her out?" Oh, all right. <laughs> like, is he eating her vagina? Because hey, it,
0: you know what? She is probably the most beautiful w- woman he has ever seen. Because did you see I mean, those, those, those the 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 female ones? They ain't the cutest. I guess oh, they like the try to make them. They try to make them look witchy, is what they said. They're like, the, we're gonna make the women look witchy. witchy, and then the boy ones look vampire. I like, okay. okay, I get that. I do get. That. Yeah, yeah. They, I guess
1: they, no. they they worked with their references. so
0: It makes sense. I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So, um, what about overall thoughts? Did Did you like the movie? Did you? What What are your thoughts on it?
1: Oh yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I probably would be interested in watching it again to see if there's some things that I didn't pick up on.
0: I do think that this movie requires a second viewing. Yeah. I do think,
1: like, like to really like pick up on all the things because,
0: like, the, once you watch it the second time, you're like, oh, now I I'm aware of what's going to happen, so now I can really pick up on the clues. And I think that's where the the real fun of this movie
1: yeah. lies. I you especially know. like when films have an ending that's. Up- well, well, actually, both endings, American and English ending of this film, I think have certain room for interpretation, which I do enjoy that. Uh, like, the ending. Oh, I you love know, like, Shutter yeah. Island comes to mind. You know, then endings yeah. where you kind of have to, like, what An do ambig- you think happened? Because I think she died. No, no, I think she escaped. Or, like, oh, that was a ghost. No, it's actually her. Uh, yeah, like, I like that these, when the audience gets to debate sh- over absolutely. it. Absolutely.
0: An ambiguous mm-hmm. ending, I think, is great. I think any movie that, like that inspires conversation afterwards Uh is uh is great i think that's what the i think that's what like the way the medium should be used to inspire conversation and inspire you know it doesn't have to be a horror film but like Mm -hmm. you know get your mind working and like yes we we love turn off your brain movies but there's also something to be said about ones that require you to use your brain and i do yeah i i I honestly think this movie is one of those i think that um there, yeah, it leaves a lot to interpretation, and you can't just like our, you know, our theories about, you know, what happens next. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, I, I, I think that's is, a really great part
1: of this movie. I noticed when I was like researching a little bit more that um, there's a descent 2
0: There, yes. Is it a follow-on or is it? Yeah, it is. Completely so, separate. Okay. No, no, that's a good. It's a good point to bring up. Um, so the descent part two does exist, okay. and, it, and it is a. Terrible film terrible <laughs> film. Terrible, terrible film. <laughs> okay, and don't um watch it. I, I I did I mean, you can watch it, but you're gonna be like, this is nowhere near as good as the first one. Right. And th- and so the descent two um follows the American ending. So okay. so Sarah has survived. She winds up in, in like in a hospital, but she has amnesia. She like doesn't remember what's happened. Oh. She doesn't but she remember she knows that she's traumatized whatever but she doesn't know what's happened. She doesn't remember. And so the police are like, "Where are your friends?" And she's like, uh, "I don't I don't know." And they're like, "Well, we need to go find them. And we oh, think no. that bringing out. we think that bringing you along is going to be the best choice." Mm. you know when it comes to solving this yeah so poor yeah. sarah let's bring ha- this mentally unstable
1: yes. woman along yes down a dark cave river. yes <laughs>
0: yes this yeah. sounds like the best plan Stupid. you know this was woman who was literally in a hospital who just survived this we're going to bring her back to the scene of the crime so basically she like goes into the cave and and now the cast is of mixed gender you know, there are men oh, okay. and women in right. this one. And basically, yeah, shit goes down. They you know, they don't start surviving. But, like, the quality of the film looks completely different. It right. Like, the, the, the use of light, it looks looks rushed. It looks like okay. they just, they tried to like, just, like, barf it out as soon as possible so that they could capitalize on the success of The Descent. Right. And so, it it just... Would have been a yeah, good the, time
1: to find that camcorder from the first film. Okay. Would have I'm been sure. a really good time. Yeah. Yeah. Shame.
0: Well, it did, Sarah, Maybe that happens why didn't you it. bring Maybe it, it with you? <laughs> um, but the craziest part of that film, you know, the craziest part oh, is god. that Juno is still alive.
1: I she... was just going to ask, is that bitch? I thought she'd come back as a crawler and you'd she... just be able to tell that... it's her hair or something. But oh my
0: god, imagine! Yeah, she's just completely naked. Just you know. yeah, no, Juno. Yeah, she... Actually,
1: why we're on topic of Juno though? Love that like halfway through the film. I mean, I she's so pretty anyway apart from, like, her bit of a dodgy storyline, did like her. And oh, yeah. I actually think I did like her. I, I think she just made some mistakes, She's but a, I like she, yeah, her. Yeah, she
0: made mistakes, but she is honestly an incredibly strong character. I think she's a she, likeable she, character. She, still, fuck, yeah. she kicks fucking ass. Like. That's
1: that's what I was going to say. She turns into Tomb Raider, like, halfway through yes. the film, and I love it. Like, I was like, bad yeah. ass. I want her to play Tomb Raider in, like, the new version or something. Right. I really like yeah, her. No. But, yeah, they did a good job at making a character that had... Um, definitely made some mistakes and you kind of didn't like her, but you still did. That was, you yeah. did a good job doing that. I still didn't want her to die. Do you know what I yeah, mean? I like didn't, I, want, I I didn't still want her to die.
0: Because she was so heroic. Yeah. And you know, as far as like saving the women, she she saved, she saved several of her, she like fought that one crawler so hard for Holly's body, just for the body. Like Yeah. Oh, oh my God, Holly.
1: You know how we know she's gay? How? She died first. She has to be gay. That's right.
0: Well, they were like because, and Frank and I have talked about this before. Right, (laughs) gay gay people don't exist in horror films, so they. We'll put her in, but we're
1: gonna kill her first. Yeah, we kill her first. We never
0: we never let her, you know, mention the word. You know, <laughs> lesbian, gay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We never hear her say any of that. And before she has the chance to, we're gonna kill that bitch. Oh, <laughs> so. I
1: would love it if she like um, got with Juno or something, like have oh, I'm sh- they, like share a yeah. kiss. That would be fun. Uh, gay we, people we, don't exist. We get, exist. It's we just get a myth. We, yeah, we
0: just we we don't, yeah, we don't get to have the fun in the film. So, um, no, absolutely not. But do you know, here's hope. We're crossing our fingers for um, better representation. Hello, That's it's 2020. Let's get with it me? and. Le-
1: i think as far as we have to go i think i do think we need to appreciate how far we've come so absolutely i'm trying to make this into an episode of nobody's listening you know <laughs> only talk about gay stuff <laughs> oh
0: my gosh no that's what we're for the tongue please. this is about being yeah. gay we this is just about fucking gay people talking about horror films like who cares yeah. like um well i just want to say thank you so much for doing this
1: oh i really i really
0: appreciate it. you are now part of the Fear the Talking Queers family The which legacy consists, <laughs> Yes which consists of me Frankie And you <laughs> like, And Holly obviously Oh yes and Holly yeah. Yes, Holly. Don't we, forget we, about Holly just because she's Oh there, we yeah? can't no well, I'm going to put a shrine <laughs> to her in my room
1: Yeah I've got a shrine for Juno because I'm kind of (laughs) obsessed with her. So Juno's up in here with me. Well, so
0: we have a little sign off here. Do you know what it is? Do you know what we say at the end of our episodes? Sweet screams, bitch. Yay. Oh my gosh. Thank you again. I appreciate you.
1: No, thank you. That was so fun. And And you have to put nobody's listening as well now. Absolutely.
0: And will you come back here? Will you, will you record with us again?
1: Anytime. Just let me know. You Absolutely. might convert me into a horror movie fan.
0: Yes. Oh, <laughs> don't say that because you're going to give me a new fucking, uh, <laughs> a new, new mission. <laughs> it's going to be like a little book club.
1: He's going to send me a film every week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. See you next, next time.
2: Bye.